So let's start uh, by uh, taking a look at uh, ratings agency decisions uh, to come out today. And of course, on the back of uh, Fitch yesterday, uh, maintaining a stable outlook and deciding not to further downgrade us. Yes, Akina. Look, I mean, it's uh, two big decisions coming out today, SNP and Moody's. Um, you know, SNP, which obviously differentiates between our local and our foreign currency rating. Um, where on our foreign currency rating, they actually already have us in sub-investment grade. Um, and our local currency rating, that's the important one. That's one much above in a sub-investment grade or junk status um, and has a negative outlook. Now, uh, you know, uh, uh, buildings, they don't differentiate between the local and the foreign um, credit rating, and they have us on, um, you know, one notch above a sub-investment grade on both of them. So a downgrade, a one-notch downgrade by either one of them will trigger, um, you know, South Africa's local credit rating going into sub-investment grade, um, and that will obviously have quite dire consequences, um, you know, in terms of our bond market, will have quite dire consequences, uh, you know, moving forward, not just in the short term, but over the long term in terms of, uh, you know, our cost of borrowing money and the interest bill as a proportion of the total budget, which is already fairly high, Sakina. I mean, if you look at it, uh, we spend more money on servicing our church every single year in terms of interest payments than we do on social grants. Um, you know, and it's obviously the, the, the fastest growing proportion of the budget as well is, uh, you know, interest payments. So it's, uh, you know, followed quickly by the wage bill as well as um, health and education. So, Sakina, I think that, uh, you know, if we are downgraded, we'll obviously, um, you know, there's some... 100, uh, 130 billion rand of tracker mandates, which track the um, city group world government bond index. So basically, this index is a grouping of um, investment grade uh, bonds, which global investors invest in to get broad exposure to fixed income markets across the world. The only issue is that in order to be included in the bond index, you have to be considered investment grade by at least two credit rating agencies. Um, so, you know, if we get downgraded by both credit rating agencies today and our local currency rating, we'll get kicked out of that index and all the money, which is, you know, some two trillion, uh, two trillion rand of money which tracks that index in South Africa is about a half a percent weighted in there. Uh, you know, so simple math would tell you that, um, you know, that would result in about 110, 120 billion dollars, uh, billion rand, should I say, um, of outflows from from, from our bond market. That will obviously result in, um, you know, yield climbing quite aggressively. Um, and as I mentioned, moving forward, um, you know, a higher cost of borrowing. Obviously, the outflow from our bond market would result in, a, you know, a weaker rand. Um, and that obviously has knock-on impacts on inflation. We saw the Reserve Bank making their decision yesterday, keeping interest rates on hold for now, uh, but mentioning that, uh, you know, they stand ready to act if inflation does um, that, that, that does, does go in, in, in the wrong direction. So, so, you know, I think ultimately here, um, you know, it's something that we want to avoid. Um, whether we'll avoid it or not, you know, the market is very, very undecided at this point in time. We certainly are, our bond market is priced for some investment grade, um, you know, with our CDS spreads or our credit default swaps, which is basically the cost of insuring against a country defaulting. Um, so the higher the CDS spreads go, the more expensive it is to insure against that country defaulting, meaning that there's a higher risk of that country defaulting. Now, our CDS spreads, um, you know, are now in excess of where um, 
sort of Brazil, Russia, Turkey, Indonesia are, um, and they probably the best proxies for sub-investment grade because they probably one notch or just two notches below so below investment grade, um, and 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 that's where they currently stand. Um, you know, in terms of we we currently in line to slightly ahead of them the CDS spread, and our bond yields are, you know, ahead of uh, the equivalent of uh, Brazil bond yields and Turkish bond yields, um, you know, for the, for the relevant time period. So the market is already pricing us a sub-investment grade, really didn't like uh, the midterm budget policy statement and the, and the figures that were released there. Um, you know, the one thing that might save off the downgrade system is that obviously a major political event happening in the next three weeks in terms of the ANC elective conference. And that will obviously have quite dire or, or quite major impacts and consequences uh, for South Africa's macroeconomic and political outlook moving forward. So the ratings agency is major scare today, um, and wait and see what happens at the AC elective conference and kick the can into the um, in, in, into the new year. But without fiscal consolidation and massive fiscal consolidation at the budget next year, Sakina, it's very difficult to see how South Africa eventually escapes the downgrade from these two ratings agencies. Important, day, eh? Very much so. And then also, can we just talk quickly, Nadir, about uh, U.S. short-term versus long-term interest rates and how these can affect various bonds? Yeah, Sakina, I mean, this is like quite an arbitrary thing to care about in South Africa. You know, it seems like such a far-away, esoteric kind of um, variable to be watching mm. long-term versus short-term U.S. interest rates. But, you know, there's quite an interesting relationship between what happens with the U.S. bond market and, uh, you know, uh, whether it precipitates a financial crisis or not within the U.S., which obviously has massive impacts for the South African economy and for South African investors. So the relationship goes something like this, you know, when the spread between long-term and short-term U.S. interest rate is very, very small. And what we mean by that is that, um, you know, in, when the yield between 30-year bonds and 2-year bonds um, in the U.S. are very narrow, um, that's usually an indication of one of two things that needs to happen. Either there's a major financial crisis which looms, um, you know, and preceding every single financial crisis in U.S. history, um, you know, we've seen uh, narrow spreads between long-term and short-term interest rates. Um, or the second, the, the second thing it could represent is that we could see a major sell-off in the long end of the bond market in the period following the year after that. And that sell-off in the bond market obviously has quite, quite perverse impact in terms of um, equity, uh, equity market returns and the flow of global capital. Now, Fatima, the current spread between um, you know, long-term and short-term interest rates in the year, so the 30-year bond and the, and the, and the two-year bond, um, is, at under, is at under 1%. Now, that's reached a decade low. The last time it was this low um, it was in 2007. And lo and behold, that preceded the global financial crisis. So, you know, there are a lot of market uh, participants saying that uh, this is something we need to keep a close eye on. And if that doesn't start to uh, open up over the course of the over the course of the coming months, and if the Fed doesn't, uh, you know, start rolling off their balance sheet in a in a, in, a, in a sensible way, and we see those long-term rates going up quicker than the short-term rates over the coming months and quarters, uh, we could be in for a bit of a stumble in terms of the U.S. economy, which could obviously have perverse impacts globally for China. So I think uh, just something that, that seems quite esoteric but quite important to watch um, as the Federal Reserve moves on monetary policy.